welcome to the working athlete podcast this is the 150th episode on the podcast 150 weeks of one episode each non-stop i can't believe that i have i am able to do this it is only possible with the kind of support i got from each and every one of you so thank you for all the support that uh, you guys are showing us on the occasion of 150th episode i thought i will uh, share an interview i have done with bangalore cycling mayor and urban mobility activist satya shankaran and his co-host nerav on their podcast called uh, the wooru labs satya was on this podcast the working adult podcast talking about cycling activism and policy among other things uh, in episode number 52 if you have not uh, already heard it uh, i would highly encourage that you do so uh, i will leave a link to that in the show notes he recently started a podcast called the wooru labs where he addresses various issues uh, related to urban mobility in this episode we talk about where we were 10 years ago with respect to cycling where we are currently and where we can go in the next 10 years and beyond we uh, talked about what we can do to improve cycling culture uh, in india in general it was a lot of fun uh, it was uh, good to be on the other side of the mic uh, so to speak uh, for once so i hope you enjoy this are we on let's go yeah welcome to another episode of the uru labs podcast from uh, bengaluru ever complain how bad our cities are how bad your commute is you'll get to hear from people who are working to solve these problems in their own way this is your weekly soapbox for urban sustainability so do not forget to like subscribe and share these videos check out the entire podcast library and profiles of the guests on the website podcast.urulabs.com i am satya shankaran with uh, nirav uh, kodolikar and today we have a special guest uh, venkateshwar rao navnasi but uh, we call him bikey venki is popularly known in the bicycling circuit uh, for uh, con- contributing a lot in terms of getting people on a bicycle he has organized uh, races uh, around the bangalore amateur racing that is the event he conducts and he's been doing it completely voluntarily as well uh, with a bunch of volunteers we'd like to touch upon some of these uh, issues today around how the cycling community has been growing in bengaluru over the past decade that he has been at it and how the uh, structure of uh, cycling as a recreational tool has produced uh, uh, an interest a long term interest in picking up cycling and it has had a lot of uh, downwind benefits Uh, to the commute scene as well what are the key things around cycling community is cycle racing long distance cycling and commute cycling these are three aspects of cycling that we see uh, being very popular and uh, i think a good question to start with to uh, venki uh, would be around this so welcome to the show venki thank you satya it's a pleasure having uh, you know uh, being on this show and venki also produces his own podcast called the working athlete podcast and uh, do check it out i'll link his show in the show notes he's done more than 140 episodes so he is a pro at this and he has had guests and i have been fortunate enough also to be a guest on his show talking about cycling uh, so i'll link that as well so now it's my turn to ask him how he feels about this so the question uh, we'll start off with venki is do you think we will be able to produce a cyclist who might be able to compete in the tour de france kind of event at international levels how far do you think we are from that i think uh, we will be able to but we are a decade at least uh, away from such thing um you know over the over a period of time we have seen uh, growth in terms of the level of uh, uh, competition level of uh, the individual riders themselves but i don't see that happening immediately but it will uh, definitely happen at least a decade at least a decade and we have uh, you have been um, in this scene for more than a decade now you race yourself you ride a lot you ride with people who participate tell me about the types of 
events that happen around bengaluru for people who may not be aware of uh, how much cycling has grown over the past decade or so where where do you think it started what were the initial scene like when you came into this how much of work had been happening and uh, where has it gone how have you seen it grow when i came to bangalore first time bbch was already quite active uh, that is something that started around 2008 and i came to bangalore around to the end of 2010 and that is an event that happened every month without a fail and it was just basically a couple of friends uh showing up and saying uh, you know we will do this at this particular time um and you know basically timing each other and uh, yeah, publishing results and stuff like that you know and now you see that platform it is without any doubt the best racing platform for uh, uh, anyone in india right so when bbch race happens r- riders from all around the country come in and take part uh, so that kind of gives it much more uh, improves its uh, you know value that much more so it, the the more the competition the better the competition the higher the value of uh, the event also right so the standards that he it has set uh, contributed to that increase in prestige over a period of time now it is simply the best racing platform around um and around that time also is when the brave scene was uh-huh. you know developing and now you see bangalore brave or uh, you know bangalore runners bangalore brave says what it is called i think is one of the best in the country in organizing one of the toughest racing series i mean brave series all around india to be honest so the kind of uh, events they organize um the kind of routes they take much more challenging it's not just highways going out and doing 600 kilometers or something like that it is the the challenging routes that they chart uh, covering for example uh, all the climbs around uh, south india and stuff like that it is really really challenging and you know they they bring out the best uh, in that kind of riding as well the brave riding scene so these are the couple of uh, uh, platforms that were existing when i entered bangalore uh, cycling scene um and so they, just, just before we move forward for yeah. an od- for an audience the racing versus the brave the distinction yeah so racing uh, we typically are f- focused on shorter uh, events uh it can be a time trial of 20 kilometers to 30 kilometers to 40 kilometers uh time trialing in the sense you uh, a, a person will ride as fast as he can on a set course and that uh, the person with the least time covering the course in the least time will be the winner right and uh, there will be mass uh, start races which uh, which uh, will be again on a set course it can be 100 kilometers 50 kilometers the longest race we have in bangalore with bbch is 161 kilometers uh, bangalore uh, classic is what mm-hmm. we call right and it can be a climbing race like uh, you know finishing on top of nandi but these are all you know shorter distances but when it comes to uh, breves these are longer uh, endurance uh, uh, events they are not races but they are time bound you are supposed to complete either uh, there is a breve series called uh, uh, super randomer series which starts with 200 kilometers 300 kilometers 400 kilometers and 600 kilometers if you are able to complete these uh, uh, rides um in a stretch uh, in a series you are awarded uh, super randonir title although these are not races these are time bound each of these rides have 
time time cutoffs as in you have to finish this ride in uh, a certain amount of time 200 kilometers might be 20 hours i'm not uh, too sure about the time cutoffs but they're very um, relaxed time cuts you if you are able to um, roughly ride at 15 kilometers per hour or something like that you should be able to complete the ride but completing a ride like that uh, like say 600 or 1000 uh, requires a different kind of mindset when compared to racing in racing you are dealing with a short uh, period of time and the intensity of suffering is a lot different than while you are doing uh, a longer uh, endurance uh, ride yeah these two were uh, quite active um, when i came into the picture they were uh, up and coming and you know it is great to see that nothing uh, actually uh, you know the trajectory of uh, yeah. growth with them actually kept on going like that right yeah. so the number of uh, you know people racing has increased dramatically the number of uh, uh, riders doing these uh, brave rides the longer distance rides have has increased uh, you know in the same rate and it is really heartening to see both these organizations doing a great job in you know keeping that flag uh, you know flying high uh, and it is it's actually you know i feel very proud to be actually contributing a little towards that scene you know be it uh, volunteering at uh, bbch when i am not uh, actually racing and also you know bringing in um, a similar uh, racing platform like uh, bangalore amateur racing which we started in uh, 2013 you know and uh, this year we have completed uh, 10 years with uh, you know bar uh, mm-hmm. it is you know this is something it, it is i consider uh, you know bangalore amateur racing as a kind of gateway drug for uh, uh, you know uh, cycle racing because i i tell people you know i uh, i entice people with uh, a cake at the end of the race <laughs> right <laughs> so that's the drug i'm giving them say uh, to experience uh, racing uh, i say you know we when we started bangalore amateur racing we said uh, you know we don't want to keep uh, we want to keep it free but don't want to keep it free right uh, because people don't value uh, things that come for free so we said uh, okay 20 rupees is the registration right and uh, that that's how, that continued until we faced an issue where 20 rupees uh, you know finding that change has become a bit of an issue <laughs> <laughs> so we we made it 50 bucks mm-hmm. right and, uh, so that that's how it kind of uh, continues even today 50 bucks is the registration and uh, there are no prizes there are you know no medals no completion certificates and nothing like that you uh, the podium winners will get the first piece of cake mm. and uh, the same cake is given to everyone else as well right that has been the tradition with uh, bar bangalore amateur racing and uh, you know that these are the small things that uh, keep the community prospering and growing right so that the, um, and events like uh, tour of nilgiris tour of karnataka uh, the great malnad challenge mm. all these also uh, you know contribute a lot towards the people having a goal um, you know that they can aspire to and train towards right so all these uh, events be it breves be, be it the bbch races bar races be it these uh, you know multi day events like uh, tour of nilgiris tour of karnataka the great malnad challenge all these actually become aspirational events that people that get people out the door and mm. ride right 
train two words when i signed up for example when i signed up for uh, a tour of nilgiris for the mm. first time in 2011 mm. that is something that captivated my imagination right the you know uh, thinking of riding 800 kilometers 900 kilometers in 7 days mm. through the hills in ooty you know through the nilgiris has kind of you know captivated my imagination so much and also scared me so much mm. that i ended up riding uh, some 11000 kilometers in 6 months leading up to that event and lost 10 kgs in the process mm-hmm. so that i could actually you know when i went to the event it was not as hard as i imagined it to be because i ridden and trained so much for it because you know it inspired me so much so these are the things you know having these events be it bbch bar all or tfn and all these events are really important to for the cyclists mm-hmm. to kind of act as a um, you know aspirational events to train for and ride towards it's amazing how uh, it's it it uh, motivates people it's helps people set goals uh, it helps you get out and these are organized in a way that it is uh, it, it it lets you participate as well regardless of how much experience you have you can get out there like you said eat a get a piece of the cake as well and get to participate and and i found that the community is so uh encouraging that even if you don't have prior experience you can just jump in there and ask questions and they help you out and you guys help others out in saying it doesn't matter what kind of a bicycle you have come and try it out come and let's let's ride um, nirav you've been racing in some of these bbch and other things before coming coming to these races as someone who has moved to bangalore very recently and uh, i'm from goa for the viewers uh, one thing i've always known about bangalore over the years is that bangalore has a very strong racing culture and this is something that was always known and taken as like common knowledge over the years actually with that regard i, I want to ask vanki that um how would you go about replicating a similar model or replicating the same culture elsewhere because i see that that's what's required to really foster a culture of racing to foster a culture of competitive events that aren't necessarily restricted to one particular category of cycling because if you look, as you said if you look at bangalore we have competitive racing we have brevets as well but if you compare that to any other city i mean historically now we might see that goa also has a strong racing culture i i see a few cities that are either only racing or only brevets or nothing at all so in your opinion how would you go about replicating the same culture elsewhere if you look at it uh, even in bangalore it is just a few individuals coming together and starting it right there yeah. is uh, no big organization behind any of this uh, it is uh, one or two guys start kick starting it and in the in case of bangalore in case of uh, you know uh, say bbch or uh, bangalore randoneers uh, an organization of volunteers forming around it right or around what is already kick started by one or two individuals and uh, that is what is needed uh, to replicate it anywhere else because there are no government uh, bodies that are going to do it for us uh, it is not a priority uh, there are no sports uh, bodies that are inclined to cater to the amateurs there are uh, going to be some you know uh, one of uh, uh, events that are uh, you know centered around nationals uh, to kind of uh, uh, cater to select uh, riders for nationals there will be state selections there will be district selections uh, in most cases it's just state selections that are going to organize one event uh, per year right so that is not going to help anyone at all if you need uh, strong cyclists strong culture you need you know uh, events that are very consistent and defined in the calendar throughout then the more you race the better you become right the more you train the better you become and that is only possible that can be only replicated if a few people from each of these major cities or towns 
putting their hands up and saying, I will start this, right? So you see that happening now in Goa with Equipe Goa, Shashti Riders and all these guys coming together and saying, what are they doing? They, they're just organizing those events regularly. And you see the effect, the grassroots, you know, grassroots level riders are coming up and riders are coming to BBCH and actually ending up in the podium. Those who, those things will not be possible unless there is, uh, you know, talent unearthed uh, through these events that are organized there, right? So that is the only thing that, you know, that's the only way I see that we can replicate, uh, you know, the same thing across uh, various uh, towns or cities in India. Same thing happening in Hyderabad as well. One mm -hmm. person has taken the bar model uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Pasha is doing it at uh, HRC. It's the same thing, you know, one or two people putting their hand up and saying, we are doing this for the community. Yeah. Actually, one small clarification is that I've actually only raced only one BBCH event. And this was in 2017, coming back to the racing culture in Bangalore. And this was in 2017 when I moved for my undergrad. I took part in what was a criterium. I'm just like, okay, it's another French word. I'm on my cycle. <laughs> I'll take part in it. And th this was me coming from an endurance background. And I s seriously did not know what I was getting into. So for the viewers, a criterium is essentially a very short format, high intensity race. That's very different from a really long format endurance race that I was used to. And yeah, that's when I realized what racing actually was. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different ballgame altogether. <laughs> One of the things I wanted to touch upon is now we are seeing a renewed interest. There's a huge amount of people who are now getting on bicycles and all that. And sports has typically been a good way to explore cities and countries uh, with a lot of... Uh, I've, I've personally traveled places and experienced them because of sporting events that happen there. It's one of the ways. You could explore cities through food. You could explore through history. You could explore through many things. And sports is one way. With large events at a very professional level being conducted across Europe and other uh, countries like the Tour de France, the Giro d'Italia, and you know there are so many Tour of Swiss. So many events that are happening and increasingly many cities are taking cycling as a very serious thing. And the advantage is unlike an Olympic infrastructure. So unless it is the track racing in a velodrome, most of these happen on open roads. Most of these the, the, the routes go through cities. They go through common roads. Of course, they are gentrified and they are kept safe for people to ride. A lot of people are now exploring and there has been studies which have found that there has been, because you're not putting up specialized infrastructure and you're only using uh, temporary blocks and uh, facilities, it has increased uh, the uh, incomes in cities by up to 200%. It has benefited uh, uh, hospitality industries, many people come. You've seen this in the marathons, whether it is the Mumbai Marathon or the Delhi Marathon. When people travel, when they come to the Bengaluru Marathon, they come here, the whole city has a vibe to it. Uh, 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 there is involvement from people. Of course, roads are blocked and people are angry. But for one day, uh, for, a, for one half of the morning, please put up with it. Cycling incidentally goes outside into the boondocks as well. So you're safe. You may just go through the city. But it has catalyzed urban rejuvenation and interest in active, healthy lifestyles among people. It has built team spirits. Where do you see potential for cities like Bengaluru? I cannot, at least for now, I cannot see, you know, uh, cycling uh, going the way the marathons and running events are going, mm -hmm. right? For, uh, for one thing, you can't really uh, uh, deal with... Uh, thousand uh, cyclists uh, you know going on the roads uh, in or racing on the roads in the same way as uh, you can organize a race of thousands or 10000 people even you um, know in, in a running event right so that is simply not possible when it comes to cycling uh, we have seen a couple of events um, uh, uh, organized in the center of the city with uh, when the uh, Bangalore Vodafone uh, Cyclothon mm -hmm. uh, was organized and uh, it was uh, done pretty well, uh, but it it lasted just two years. You know, if, if, uh, 
you know a big organization uh, taking initiative and managing permissions and everything is not able to uh, you know sustain it you cannot do anything about it you know you, you know someone like uh, uh, you know us or bbsh will not be able to move the mountains that are needed to move to make that thing happen uh, so there is a constraint in terms of logistics uh, in, and in terms of the number of people that a cycling event can accommodate and stuff like that uh, it is really difficult to see unless there is a culture uh that is there in europe where uh, even in europe there are very few places like belgium where you know a, a locality is comes together and all the uh, businesses uh, in that area come together to support a race uh, mm. al- almost every week through summer their summers mm-hmm. are you know uh, admittedly short but mm. th- those three four months every week that locality all the shops in that locality all the businesses in the locality uh, come together to support a, a race right the uh, uh, the longer criteriums and stuff like that the races that organize the roads are closed mm. and all the viewers and uh, you know uh, on the track all the shops benefit by you know people coming to watch the race the businesses are you know built around that you know operating around that those events so that kind of culture is not there and and mm-hmm. i don't see that uh, you know happening uh, you know uh, in bangalore or anywhere in india for uh, you know to be honest and mm-hmm. i'm not uh, i'm not holding my breath to for <laughs> the day like that but i want to explore that let's say today you have you pointed this out earlier in your comments that the government led events like the nationals and others are too few and far between and every sport has only prospered when they have a private league which has been run separately whether it is cricket or football or any even if it is a kabaddi as a sport they only become popular when businesses stand behind it when a private league at scale is able to organize multiple events in smaller scales like you said it can't be a mass start with 20000 people it's unmanageable even the pro peloton is not that big uh, so 200 people yeah, 200 300 yeah so that's yeah. how it ends up and the and the last week's bbch apparently hit 200 so we are at the pro peloton size already right it's just about then filtering out and weeding out and doing this there are two three aspects one is let's talk about the league and uh, how that can happen there are funding requirements it's not easy to sustain these uh, kind of events huge sponsorships are required massive amounts of uh, support is required and th- we should use this opportunity to call out to people to support these things right and that's what we are expecting to do is catalyze these things for the larger good because they have the the culture of cycling is not magically going to appear right i mean you've seen it what kind of a support can not organizing again another bureaucratic entity which puts more spokes in the wheel than you need how can private leagues flourish there is a little bit of uh, you know you if on the private entity part uh, to if you break it down to bare bones right to organize an event you don't need too many uh, you know too many resources hmm. right for you know take an example for for the uh, bar events the bangalore amateur rating racing events um, all i uh, need is a set of uh, uh, bib numbers hmm. right and uh, and i uh, uh, and tags that i you know to tie those uh, bib numbers to the cycles and you know a couple of stopwatches right and uh, that is uh, maybe a couple of notepads to note down the bib numbers and the timings right so this is the equipment these these are all the resources that are needed to organize a bare bones event okay and uh, funnily enough uh, after 10 years uh i've retired the notepads 
the two notepads that I've been using for the last 10 years. I just changed them this year to mark the 10th year anniversary. Right? Capital investment, one notebook. Exactly. No, not one. I, I bought three, you okay. know, two for regular use, one as a backup. Mm-hmm. So these, this is the investment you need. So that is the kind of bare bones, you know, to organize a simple show up, race hard, eat cake and go home. Mm-hmm. That is what you need. You need you don't need big resources. On the other hand, if you uh, want it, uh, want an event to be professionally organized, right? Uh, communicating everything, you know, rules around it, and you know, uh, making sure the roads are safe. Uh, uh, there are support vehicles to kind of, you know, there are uh, ca- support cars be- behind you. There are pilot vehicles in front of you. And all these, um, you know, uh, safety measures in place, right? It needs a lot more organization. And that is where Bangalore uh, Bicycling Championships, BBCH, does a great job of doing it, right? So that needs a lot more resources, a lot more planning. And that is where, and these people, these guys are able to cover these costs through the uh, registration fee, right? Uh, so right now, I think it is 700 or 800 bucks, uh, not as much as the running, uh, you know, uh, event tickets as well. You know, it's still lesser than those uh, 1,500, uh, 1,500, 2,000 uh, rupee running event charges. These are still in, you know, below 1,000 bucks, right? That is, uh, you know, you should be able to do it in those kind of, because numbers are not large as well. And uh, to the point I'm trying to make is you don't need huge resources to make things happen, right? But you need people will uh, who are willing to put in the work to show up uh, every month and organize these events on a consistent basis. So that, that that's that is what you you would need. You no, know, there are uh, you don't need big, large uh, IPL like uh, setup to you know make these things uh, happen on a you know grander scale. You you just need a smaller organization, even uh, with good planning and you know ability to execute, will be able to do this. Will that still be sufficient to? Take this to the next level. Let's go back and say if if you still need talent to be spotted and identified and uh, move to the pro peloton levels, you know, go go to a use the UCA circuit levels and the training that is required, the amount of uh, effort that is required, and at some point it is always a prestige to be able to pull off one tour day India kind of an event here as well, right? So those are ambitious goals for, I understand what you're saying at a grassroots level, the bar, the BBCH are models that can scale quickly, faster, get communities faster engaged and start doing something. But is that something going to get us? And not that I really need to raise the pro peloton level, but no, that's you know, you, you interview people, right? You, inter- no, you that's talk a to very, people. That is a very good question. See, um, when you, uh, it is all an, uh, I think it is all a numbers game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you see so many good cyclists coming out of, say, uh, Belgium or France? Mm-hmm. Because they have been doing this for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. right? I mean, maybe not hundreds of years, but just definitely multiple decades, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, more than hundreds of, hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. That and what are they? What is it that they are doing? They are having not just one city or one town, you know, having a few races. It is that every you know, every city, every small village, every uh, town, every city will have various, uh, you know, smaller uh, racing events and bigger racing events happening and throughout their uh, season, 
right the season is limited by the, their uh, lousy yeah, winters yeah. right and that is what is needed now we see some racing in bangalore and some mm-hmm. racing in goa uh, a little bit in hyderabad and beyond that where do we see the races you know maybe sporadically some event will happen in delhi maybe some event will happen in mumbai and and pune right that is it where are where are the we are uh, you know a country with so many states so many big cities if we see so many big towns mm. if thus you know if these events are there if the cycling is uh, you know imagine a, a a bar or a bbch in say 100 places oh. 100 just imagine the uh, number of people that, that talent that can, could come out of that right uh, oh. a joel sundaram has come out uh, like within one year of cycling has identi- has been identified because there is something called bbch here and that can happen only if these uh, things are there across india at scale mm. right in scale not in the bigger the events but on multiple locations very interesting so that so so that more and more people can be part of it and there are the probability of unearthing these you know uh, gems in the rocks is that much more just uh, take an example of uh, talent coming out of goa now right mm. these people have started organizing races only couple of years back but already you can see real raw talent coming out of there right it will uh, take a few more years for it to develop and you know become stronger but you can see that the, the effect of uh, you know giving raw talent a chance right a platform those platforms need to come up everywhere and once you see the number it's a number game the more mm-hmm. chances you give the you know the because for a person to do well at pro, you know at a pro level there are so many factors mm-hmm. right it's not just the talent you if uh, you know if you, you are the strongest cyclist you don't end up in a pro peloton right there are so many factors when did you start or what is the you know uh, uh, did you manage to find the right contract at the right time and all these things you know lot of other things because if you see the europe it's all uh, full of people with uh, 300 plus ftps you don't see everyone there on the pro peloton right it's not just a ftp that is needed there are so many factors that are you know uh, that needs to align to uh, so many stars need to align to you know get you there but how many those 300 plus 350 plus ftps can you bring oh. the, you know once you have all these uh, you know uh, events and uh, platforms across india coming up to give this uh, you know raw talent a chance to flourish only then can you know this thing can happen to at a to a higher level it's a very useful point when we think of scale to go back and answer nero's question was you are saying it's not about the amount of money you pump in and make grand events it's about the small bars that can happen in a hundred different places which have low friction of low barrier to start it just needs people commitment like you said earlier how do we find these people how do we build a network of these people in and you can do it seasonal you know there can be 100 excuses my place is hilly my place is hot my place is wet we can find seasons where right you can follow that and say you don't have to race all the year round you don't have to do the bbc h kind of every month one race there could what kind of strategy so let's think through that let's say there are people from across the country listening in cyclists who are passionate who have been doing some things uh, how do they set up a bar kind of thing uh what sh- what could they and of course expertise is available i can assume they can always call 
I'll, I'll put your link in the show notes. People can call you up and discuss and say, how do we quick start? What advice would you have? How, how do we get started in doing this scale of small, small, small things in a hundred different places, getting the talent out? How do we do that? Mm, I mean, people have always been uh, reaching out and mm-hmm. have always been open about sharing, you know, what can be done. Yeah. See, like I said, all you need is a couple of stopwatches and a couple of notepads and a couple of pens. Don't forget the pens because you need them to write, right? And and, and the cake. Cake is not. No, no one is going to expect a cake, right? It is. It is a bonus thing. Don't yeah. worry about the cake, also, right? <laughs> and you need a road that is going up and going, you know, up and down. That is it. And we have plenty of that. Yeah, we make a right. lot of them. Hmm. We we make a lot of them. You know, even with potholes, without potholes, we make a lot of them, right? So just get started with organizing a simple time trial, right? Mm-hmm. You start off people with, uh, uh, you know, one minute gaps or 30 second gaps and start timing them. Go to the other side of the road and start timing the end timings and you have it. Nowadays, there are, you know, with the apps of apps like Strava, you don't even need, uh, you know, to do the math yourself, right? Everyone, if uh, is using Strava, you know, it is there for uh, everyone to see and it will give you the rankings as well, right? Mm. It is so simple. It is not at all hard to, uh, you know, organize a simple race. That's it. You don't need to start with, uh, you know, organizing a 100-kilometer road race. Mm. Start with organizing a simple time trial. And, you know, mm. um, if you uh, go a little bit further and say team time trial of two or three people so that they can uh, practice riding together, uh, you know, riding in pace line so, so that their skills also, you know, improve. Right. Mm. These are very a couple of simple events that you anyone can start with. And then you can talk, uh, you know, think of, um, you know, uh, mass start races and stuff like that. Once you get used to this, right. Once people are, uh, you know, ec- uh, well uh, versed with these kind of things, you can start, uh, you know, when people are used to riding in pace lines and all this, you can start thinking about. Uh, road races and you know master races that's so well put because i think uh, i mean even satya could probably attest to this as somebody who works in the realm of urban governance and wants to further effective urban governance i wish that some of the racing enthusiasm rubbed off on those who commute to work on a cycle and some and those who commute to work on a cycle also tried racing also tried competitive events so that cycling as a whole is sort of permeates more into our social fabric as something that is normal. That's something that you don't bat an eye at. If somebody decides to cycle to work, that's normal. If somebody is racing on the weekends, that's also normal. So then if we can get to that point, that cycling becomes normal and not something out of the ordinary and seeing somebody in Lycra, like it really shouldn't matter. Then maybe hopefully we can start seeing start promoting effective talent and just managing that at different levels through different leagues, as you said, throughout mm-hmm. the country. And that's sort of like the ultimate hope, I guess. Yeah. I mean, when, uh, when you say normal, uh, when anything starts, it is going to be abnormal, right? Yeah. When I started commuting back in 2008, uh, everyone in my commu- uh, in my apartment was looking like, what are you going to go on a go to office on a cycle? Oh, I was in Hyderabad at that time, uh, you know, going to uh, high, I was working in high tech city. And uh, what are you going to high tech city on a cycle? So I said, Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, <laughs> care to explain anything. But after a few months, the same people who were like uh, surprised and, uh, you know, were like uh, jaw dropped, and was like, that's nice you know you you're doing well so they people come around you do what is needed and you you keep doing they they will uh, you know uh, it becomes normal as you keep doing it 
is what my uh, you know what my point is now yeah. if you uh, if you see in a city like uh, bangalore it is normal because you there are so many people doing it right that yeah. that is the only way to uh, make things normal keep keep doing it keep doing it often and uh, you know let people see and learn there are challenges to that as well right i mean there there are lots of things that we can say is wrong with the city to help us cycle around and you mm-hmm. have you and the people you are uh, familiar with have all used bicycles in the toughest of conditions there's always a controversy around like you know this is not the perfect condition for me to cycle i need i need this i need that i need all these things to line up and the stars everything to line up for me to go to the corner on a bicycle so how do you overcome how what do you, what have you seen any interesting uh, stories around that because your personal journey also is useful because for you it has become uh, what cycle then doesn't matter yeah right yeah i mean it is um like uh, a chicken egg and egg story mm-hmm. becomes right unless the conditions are perfect i won't start right or uh, then unless there are enough people doing it the conditions won't improve correct right so unless we uh, there are enough people using the cycles and you know, on the roads we can't really ask for any infrastructure but you know in a country like ours you know asking for any infrastructure for anything is you know a big sin but <laughs> <laughs> but unless you more of us do it we can't really ask for any infrastructure so i am of the view point that you know just do it oh. however you can and things will follow eventually with the work that you guys are doing uh, on the policy uh, end of things you know things will come uh, eventually i think we do need that support on a brave set of people who are capable of navigating what is apparently considered uh, dangerous streets we are putting together uh, maps of saying don't you don't have to go on the main road try and find side roads which are calmer and try and navigate so in in the beginning you won't know that because your muscle memory is to take the streets you have been taking when you go on a motor vehicle and those are usually larger uh, streets and then you start discovering the side roads and always the side roads will be a mystery when you go to some other place in the city so a map of navigating that is something that we're putting together i'll put put a link in the show notes where people can contribute saying hey you know you don't have to go on this main road there are these uh, side road which lead you to the same place on the other side uh, so these are some of the techniques that are there but our mental makeup our risk appetite and how we choose our routes and how we keep ourselves safe is what matters and the stigma is another big thing that we face i don't know what your story is on that because we do have a stigma around only poor people cycle rich people should only be on a very fancy bicycle which will be ridden on that time tt bike is all from uh, those x companies is what you need and that's only a bicycle everything else is not carrying a grocery on your bicycle is looked down upon those still exist in communities i don't want to deny that but it could be misconception it could be culture i don't know what to chalk it down to and how do you overcome that no it is definitely there you know uh, it is not that uh, it is just in our minds uh, it is definitely there um the that kind of uh, you know just imagine uh, a milkman mm-hmm. how uh, how often do you see a milkman on a cycle right now they right switch to scooters and autos they they switch to scooters and autos so that that is that that is what uh, you know culturally we see as the pro- progression mm-hmm. right so uh, for someone like you and me uh you know who can probably uh, afford a car <laughs> using a cycle is is like a puzzling thing for many people because that is not what progression is you are uh, you know retrograding right you are regressing instead of progressing what what are you doing you are out of your mind right so that is always there but you you know in this case i think you know we have to do what is uh, right for us and what we feel is right that is the only way i mean i cannot uh, you know when my health 
is uh, uh, getting affected the neighbor is not going to come and take care of me right i have to take care of my own health and that is the uh, you know primary reason i got on a bicycle mm. you know even even for commute right mm. Mm. and you know if it is uh, you know my viewpoint is saving environment that is my prerogative mm. right uh, i am not answerable to anyone else other than my own self what am i doing to uh, contribute to the uh, environment so this is my small tiny way of doing it uh, you know that that we have to see why we are doing it and if the reasons are right we we keep on going with it that's the only way i can see because you know i cannot uh, uh, think of what others are thinking about me and stop living right that that applies to you know when it comes to cycling as well that um, uh, looking down upon is there but you know we have to keep moving on the wonderful note uh, venki it's been a wonderful uh, chat with you on uh, how the scene is in terms of how we can scale the culture and the community of cycling uh, with the recreational piece and uh, the beautiful advice there is let's look at many mini bars the bangalore amateur racing equivalent not the mini bar with the alcohol in it <laughs> that you can those, do in the evening those are those are plenty thousands yeah. and lakhs correct and that can be the reward after the bar race you can have your bar mini access to your mini bar <laughs> but that's useful right without scale uh, trying to make a big deal out of uh, the league can be too early unless there is a scale across cities and not just in bengaluru alone uh, take the big 5 10 cities where it can start with the volunteers and that's the call out i think we should make is more people start doing this and telling the story of how many places it's already maybe it's happening in some city or town that we don't know and we need to be able to uh, get a common platform where we hear about it tell the story put that together and say well at least 10 cities i know are actually doing it beyond my circle and maybe they can comment on this and say that what they are doing so that we can get in touch with them and see how we can uh, promote those stories as well uh, going forward uh, and with that i uh, thank you for coming on the show venki uh, and it was always a pleasure speaking with you i'd like to pick up more on this and see how we can help make this change going forward i feel that the culture of cycling is going to have its trickle down benefits into commute and unless a huge set of people is the same volume game in the city as well right yeah. so instead of nitpicking on the 10 people who are riding if we had 10 lakh people who were riding it would be far more crowded and people would see you know the complaint is where do where are these cyclists so here they are the same volume game is i think and in, in india with so much volumes like you say absolutely I, right so the volume is what uh, will tell the story with the adversities that we face in commute i think we should just go forward uh, on that note i'd like to ask people to like subscribe and share and tell these stories and watch them and share it with your friends so we can have uh, venki back again talking about some more things thank bye you bye. thank you for having me see you all next week